0: Enjoying join the shade hey.
1: Good evening, happy Sunday, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, as well as Designer Rehab, in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Each week, right here on AM 950, and via podcast, Drink in the Style features conversations with guests from the world of the interior design and architecture fields, or art, or some other associated industry, all while enjoying a cocktail created by our good friend, Mr. Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen. Jordan, welcome again.
2: Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. It's
1: always a pleasure to have you here, no question about it. Our guest this evening is interior designer and principal from Tucker Thomas Interior Design, Kim Tucker. Kim, welcome to Drink in the Style.
3: Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: And you know what? We're all excited to be here because we've made it through the giant storm of 2018. Was this 2018? Currently. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 18 inches uh, of, of nonstop snow, and now we finally have broken into spring. And uh, yeah, I know. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Jordan, you uh, have been uh, have been working on a cocktail that is spring oriented and is also going to be a great reflection of some of the projects that Kim has worked on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be drinking this evening?
2: Absolutely. Well, very excited that uh, we're, we're coming out of this, this snow and looking forward to spring here. And so I've got a, a, a refreshing cocktail, uh, a perennial cocktail. I don't have any rhubarb coming out in my yard yet, but uh, I don't want to wait until the season's gone to start giving you some great ideas. So does I really ru-
1: think, or Does rhubarb grow out of people's yards? I don't even it's know. Not what like a rhubarb weed, but really is. Uh,
2: it is perennial. So once you get it going, it comes back every year.
1: Oh, excellent.
2: So it's it's a, a mark of spring.
1: All right, I'll, I'll accept that.
2: Exactly. So All right, sorry. We're looking forward to some local rhubarb, but in the meantime, I did get some brought in for us to, to get started on our, our seasonal inspiration. And as far as the way we went, made this cocktail, I'm not about to um, tell everybody you know what Kim's style is, but uh, the way it made me feel when I was checking out her website was just very inviting. Um, It looked like a place where uh, most of the photos that you just wanted to go and and have a gathering and entertain some guests. And especially with how beautiful it is. You don't have uh, a space with that much thought. You're welcome without expecting to have some guests over to show it off. At least I wouldn't. Yeah, it,
1: it is gathering as kind of a concept, and and you're, the, the spaces that uh, that you're creating are something you want to show off. Mm-hmm. And do you think about that ahead of time that you want to make sure that this is a, a proper seating area associated with uh, with the project?
3: Definitely, especially if that's the client's focus, if they want to create a space for entertaining and having people over and having a few cocktails you know that's definitely something that we take into consideration
1: and jordan totally got that through your website and the the photos which are you by, by the way got some great photos uh
3: thank you site. so you saw my site and thought of booze
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's always on my mind especially thinking about this show
3: i love it uh,
2: but uh yeah when i saw yours it, it made me think of of entertaining and and getting people together and having a yeah. party so I made a cocktail for the party. So this is uh, one designed for a larger group of, serves about eight people. We're building this in a pitcher.
1: So it's a batch cocktail mm-hmm.
2: that is a, uh, a punch called? Uh, the Perennial Punch. The Perennial Punch. Named after the star of the show here uh, being the rhubarb nice oh that's wonderful
1: all right so first what are the ingredients and then we will uh we'll start mixing
2: we're using gin and i've selected tattersall gin local distillery and we've got rhubarb simple syrup which is we we juice rhubarb and one to one ratio with sugar, cook that together.
1: How do you juice a rhubarb? It's like a it's, it's kind like of a potato.
2: It's kind of no, it's it's almost like uh, reds uh, celery stalks. Very yeah. fibrous though, so it, it is a little bit of a work in your juicer. Um, if you don't have a juicer, it's okay. You can chop it up, simmer it in a little bit of water, and until you know, really break down the rhubarb. Mm-hmm. and then strain that and really squeeze everything out of it, and then use that liquid to make your simple syrup.
1: Can you tell I pretty much never eat vegetables? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even push water on you earlier.
1: I, right. I, I, I took a shower this very morning. <laughs> I, I have no need for additional water for the remainder of my day.
2: It's
3: very tart, right?
2: It so is you very tart. That's
3: eat it growing up?
2: No. Yeah. And it's it's not a fruit, but it's always treated or usually treated like a fruit uh, in recipes because you need to add sugar to it. And then it becomes very floral and fruity and sweet because of the sugar you added.
1: Okay. So you've got the rhubarb.
2: you got the rhubarb simple syrup, the gin, uh, pineapple juice and fresh lime juice, and basil for some extra aromatics, and some Prosecco or dry sparkling wine. I've got a uh, brute Prosecco right now, which essentially just means a dry Prosecco. Yum. Fantastic. All right. Let's, let's start
1: assembling, and let's remember that, uh, that by the way, you can check out drinkinthestyle.com for recipes. Until then, Brett, why don't you start with some cocktail mixing music? Oh, that was—that didn't work uh, exactly. Brett Johnson, the usually infallible producer, there. Uh, has kicked in with some drinking music. Uh, I, I blame the Internet
4: here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Got to throw someone else on this. <laughs> All right, All so right. Jordan,
1: you have poured in...
2: Twelve cup. ounces of Tattersall gin, and I've added a big handful of basil there. I want to get those flavors uh, starting together right away. That alcohol is going to really start pulling the, the flavor and essential oils out of that basil right away. Uh, so we've got that in there, and now I'm going to add six ounces of fresh rhubarb juice. Excuse me, the rhubarb simple syrup. Into the pitcher. Eight nice, ounces. Wonderful. Yeah, eight ounces of pineapple juice.
1: The colors are nice too. We're creating like this kind of. Like, Kim, you're the you're the expert in color and what have you. What color do you want to call that?
3: Kind of looks like watermelon.
1: It does look like Doesn't watermelon,
2: it? indeed. Got to wait a while for watermelon yet, though. All right, and four ounces of fresh lime juice. And like I said, I've got the basil in there. Uh, now I'm going to add the ice.
1: Are we smashing the ice? Are we getting the big?
2: No, no smashed ice today. But to each his own. Feel free. <laughs> it will dilute much faster in a, in, a, um, in a pitcher. I recommend whole cube ice, sorry, large block ice. Uh, since we're going to be drinking this right away, uh, the four of us can put down eight, eight, um, eight servings pretty quickly, I assume. So I'm not too worried about over-diluting right now. Fair enough.
1: All right, and again, Jordan is mixing this up in a large pitcher. Clear glass recommended because this is a really nice color. It's
2: pretty, right? And so before I add the Prosecco, I'm going to give this drink a really good stir, especially since we're going to start drinking this right away. Uh, I do need this to dilute a little bit because the the fruit juices and everything is going to be pretty strong and sweet. So we're going to dilute that a little bit.
1: And if you were to stir that aggressively with a Prosecco, you'd be knocking all the carbonation out of the drink.
2: Exactly. And probably making a mess. Now, we do want to go carefully at first when we add the Prosecco.
1: Here comes the cork pop. Nice.
2: Because when this interacts with acidity, it likes to foam up a lot. So we're going to add around 16 ounces of Prosecco. I'm just going to eyeball it here.
1: And 16 ounces is how much of a 750-milliliter bottle of... Uh,
2: Enough to leave you with a couple glasses left over to drink Uh, on the side.
1: Outstanding. (laughs) All right, we're mixing it in It is indeed foaming up heavily, so you want to have a big pitcher. And again, you're making what's going to be basically eight cocktails. Exactly. That's correct. Yep. And how big is this pitcher?
2: This is about I think it said eight, about 80s, 80, 84 ounces. I've got it filled most of the way up. So I'd either do this in one this large or in a couple. And then for some visual appeal, I've cut up some pineapple wedges. and We're going to chuck that in there as well.
1: All right. We're mixed. We're ready. We'll be trying this cocktail right after we come back from this quick break. I'd like to remind you. Our guest is Kim Tucker from Tucker Thomas Interior Design. You're listening to Drink in the Style. And uh, as soon as we get back, we're going to be enjoying some uh, perennial cocktail with Jordan Morris uh, on a Sunday evening. Brad, take us out.
4: Because I'm in my This is Ken Haglund of Minnesota Hospice inviting you to listen to our brand new show airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. The Minnesota Hospice Show looks forward to discussing how we honor life and to exploring the physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional issues we experience throughout all stages of life. Learn how hospice is the new face of hope and how it's your benefit, your choice. Join us Saturdays at noon and check us out online at MinnesotaHospice.com. Hi, I'm Damien Strange, Executive Director of Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA, and I'm personally inviting you to Arter World May 18th through the 20th. View artwork of over 650 artists in every medium at more than 50 locations throughout Northeast Minneapolis, including studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. The Artists' Open Studio Tour may include demonstrations, mini-workshops, installations, and special exhibitions. Studio tours offer a great opportunity to ask questions, discuss techniques, experience art firsthand, and purchase unique artwork directly from artists. Art World gives you a unique opportunity to meet the artists who make our community so vibrant and invest in our art community by purchasing artwork that you connect with. For more information, go to NEMA.org. That's NEMA.org. Looking forward to seeing you at Art The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com.
0: Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe. Now open seven days a week, Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays six to three, weekends eight to two. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn.
4: Be a tavern to show a girl a nice time I ate with uh, forty-five dollars and I left with one thin dime one dollar beer drinking woman
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style Special thanks to Tom Hunter for his rendition of Beer Drinking Woman I love that song Local artist you can catch him at a number of different variations, uh, locations. I, I saw him at the Narrows a while back. Uh, anyway, you're listening to Drink in the Style, which is brought to you by Minneapolis's coolest furnishing store and design studio, Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and our guest this evening is Kim Tucker. We are enjoying a perennial punch, which is a delightful mix of gin, prosecco, rhubarb, and a couple of other tasty things. I'm going to be completely honest with everybody on the air right now. We've already started drinking this uh, this cocktail in between the break because we uh, <laughs> we really needed it. Oops. Because poor Kim was pulled over for speeding <laughs> on her way to the studio today. She's a menace to society as she tore down the highway. So
2: excited to get here.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was excited to get here. So we, we broke with our common tradition of just trying to drink for the first time on the air as we come back to the segment. Kim, what did you think of the perennial punch?
3: I think it's wonderful, and it's very beautiful as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's very fresh.
2: Indeed, yeah. Love was- the basil. Spring is my favorite time of the year, especially uh, in the restaurant. And just new energy, you know, it's, it can be a little monotonous sometimes, and they a bit of a grind, and then spring comes, and we have new product to work with, and a little energy from the fresh air, and, and people coming in as well.
1: Interesting. See, I hate spring. My birthday is in spring. To me, it's just wet, cold, and I usually get sick.
2: It's, it's a muddy mess, you know, in the spring, but... But that works for you. It, it works <laughs> for me. Um, the, you know, in, in the restaurant, I'm, I'm away from the mud, and I got a lot of windows, so if the sun starts shining, people come in with positive Energy, and also uh, farmers and foragers start popping in, and it gets really exciting that way. I guess that
1: makes sense. And Brett, in the sound booth, how are you enjoying the perennial punch? What are your thoughts?
2: I really like it. It wasn't what I was expecting. I w- I was thinking something a little more fruity tasting, which usually isn't my style of drink. But I actually really like this one. Very fresh.
1: As do I, and I don't know if it's the, the, the color or what have you. I expected it to be, I mean, I, I've ranted in the past about uh, about drinks that are too sweet. This is not too sweet, but I expected that it was going to be super sweet.
2: The I Prosecco think, can yeah. kind of come in there and help help dry it up a little bit. And
1: you used a Brute I did. Prosecco, yeah, right?
2: You know, you, for this one, you definitely want a, a dry sparkling wine or a Brute wine.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's, it's awesome. The color, however, again, as we were saying, so, Kim... This is a hot color right now in the design field, isn't it? Uh, Kind of the pinkish. uh, Yeah, I
3: think so. Definitely. Kind of that blush is kind of hot.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got... uh, We're
3: having a blush cocktail.
1: Perfect. We're having a blush cocktail because you were flushing when you came in, and shame <laughs> for tearing down the highway.
3: Well, I told him that I was headed to a live radio show, and he was not impressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: really, he just couldn't care less. He
3: didn't care. No, <laughs>
1: that was a good effort, though. Really, he's probably going to tell the everybody at the station about this one. You wouldn't believe this girl. She tried to tell me mm-hmm. she had to be on the radio.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, we're calling you out, officer.
2: Name will not be mentioned unless we. He was very nice. Honest. I
3: have to say. He you was... should
2: have said you were going to, uh, on the radio show with the one and only Gregory Rich. He's a big deal. Right? <laughs> Can't be late. <laughs> so we tried
1: that as well. <laughs> on AM nine fifty, which probably would have gotten the ticket doubled uh, by the police. Uh-oh, we may have to bleep that one out. Um, all right. So we were talking about rhubarb very quickly, and again, I have a lack of familiarity with rhubarb, but um, rhubarb is freaking huge in Minnesota. Um, with rhubarb
2: festivals in, in Lanesboro, and what is the Midwestern obsession with rhubarb? I, I think it's just the it's a landmark. Uh, not only is it delicious, but what makes it even more exciting is that it's that identity of spring is here, and you can kind of measure it by, is the rhubarb coming up yet? And <laughs> really? You're, you're, you schedule your year by rhubarb of. growth? And <laughs> I know, well, my, my wife's grandmother makes rhubarb jam uh, every year, and she... Stores enough of it to dole it out with every uh, birthday or special occasion. You get a little jar of rhubarb jam. And whenever I get it, though, my wife loves it so much, she cleans it out before I even get, get to it.
1: That's insane. Yeah. I mean, because rhubarb is not... So when, when we first... I've been in Minnesota for about 24 years. I moved here from Buffalo, New York. And, you know, when we first came to town, um, you know, we tried to check out all the local stuff. And we went to the rhubarb festival, um, I can't remember exactly where. I know the big ones in Lanesboro. I think there's like a secondary one that we went to. Mm-hmm. And we took our dog, a beagle named Boswell, I still Boswell. terribly miss. And if anybody's ever had a beagle... You know, they're basically just noses with a stomach attached. They will eat anything. They absolutely love it. So we went in, and we bought a rhubarb shake or a rhubarb smoothie or something like that, which was, like, one of the most unpleasant things I'd ever oh, tasted. No. <laughs> and I gave it to the dog, and the beagle wouldn't eat the rhubarb shake. Oh, and no. I'm like, I've seen this dog actually eat dirt, physical dirt. Uh, and he said no to it. Huh. No no disrespect to the cocktail the cocktail is delicious Mm -hmm. i think the prosecco and the gin cover the rhubarb really well but i just i just don't get it
2: personally i think it highlights it very well
1: kim do you agree
3: i do agree i have very fond memories also i grew up in the chicago area and my grandmother always had rhubarb in her garden and we'd get it with big cups of sugar that we would dip it in and she would make all the you know the pies and the jelly and must be you're just not
1: It's just I I don't have the rhubarb gene, or I wasn't conditioned to love rhubarb (laughs) as a child. All right. right. Well, anyway, Mm -hmm. I I, I still want to talk more about the color, though, because we have uh, at Habitation this blush pink color. One of our suppliers, Gus Modern, which I've mentioned on the show before, uh, came out this year with this really gorgeous uh, velvet sofa uh, uh in this kind of pink blush color that uh has has been really really popular we put it in the front window actually i think uh last week or the week before as it came through draws tons of attention
3: sounds very sexy it
1: is sexy yeah it is sexy uh which is hard to do when it's pink but I mean, you know, from a guy store. But um, when you're when you're working with various interior projects, have you had a chance to to integrate any of these kind of more floral colors, any more of these pastels, or have you generally found that you know people are going with bolder colors?
3: Um, I think it's a mix, depending on the client. But if somebody comes to me and says, "Oh, I really love blush; it's the new hot color, and I love it, and I want to incorporate it," I think I would encourage them to let's keep the the bigger pieces the sofa the um the rug everything else a little more neutral so you can change it out in the future and let's do blush on the pillows and
1: nice and other so pops. Don't, don't maybe commit, a little don't in the wallpaper
3: it. Or whatever it is
1: oh so don't, so don't marry the color mm-hmm. if you're if you like something that may have a limited lifespan in terms of mm-hmm. of you know style and and hipness right use that for accessories
3: Correct. And on the other hand, if they want to do a blush sofa, that's fabulous. I would be all for that. That would be great. You know, they just have to know that they might hate it in five years. And <laughs> <laughs> they can come see you again, right? Well, At your rehab designer store. Designer rehab. Designer rehab. I, I mean, love is,
1: it. Oh, oh, my God. You teed that up so beautifully. <laughs> you really we did. We planned
3: that. He paid me.
1: I, mean, I do. <laughs> I, yes, absolutely. I, what, what Kim is referring to is the habitation, furnishing, and design buy program mm-hmm. wherein if you buy a product from habitation under certain uh, conditions if you buy a fabric protection program uh, we will buy the product back in terms of store credit at 30% of your purchase price
3: love it such a uh, great
0: idea
1: at any point uh, within five years and then we send it over to rehab All right, well, we're going to be uh, taking a break. We'll be coming back and talking with Kim Tucker about interior design and uh, enjoying the perennial punch, gin, and Prosecco combination. You're listening to Drink in the Style. Thanks for joining us this Sunday evening. But while there's moonlight and music in love and romance, let's face the music and die.
2: This is Bill McClesley, owner of IP House in Minneapolis. We all know a working website is vital to business. But what happens when your website goes down? Many companies waste time just trying to find the right person to contact. That's why you need IP House. We offer reliable, secure hosting for websites. Our staff is watching 24 hours a day to make sure your website is always up. Discover our services at IPHouse.com or call us 612-337-6337.
0: Atheist's Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheist's Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking.
1: Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. My show touches people's hearts. I hear from Twin Cities listeners and thanks to podcasts from listeners across the country that the subjects I tackle, like our commonalities and our collective struggle to survive the human condition, really resonate. Join me this Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 950. Maybe, just maybe, I'll touch your heart too.
4: At Warner Stellion, we love appliances and our customers. They demand the best and we wouldn't have it any other way. In appreciation, we put hundreds of appliances on sale at our lowest price, which we guarantee. Now through April 30th, choose from laundry pairs, dishwashers, French door refrigerators, grills, and more kitchen suites than you can count, all at our guaranteed lowest price. Our trusted delivery and installation specialists will get your appliances delivered and installed fast and right. We're Warner Stellion, Minnesota's appliance specialists.
2: Have you ever wondered what it was like to be an artist in the Soviet Union? I'm Vladimir von Director of the Museum of Russian Art, and I invite you to explore our exhibition
4: Art in Conflict, running through September 1st. It juxtaposes Soviet socialist realist against non-conformist artists from the latter decades of the Cold War. This is a rare chance to see connections and conflicts inside the Soviet art world. For more information, visit tmora.org.
1: With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight will be partly cloudy with a low around 36. Monday, sunny with a high near 67. And Monday night, partly cloudy with a low around 42. Tuesday will be mostly cloudy with a high near 62. And Tuesday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 35. Lowry Hills Meats is your neighborhood full butcher shop. Working directly with family farmers, they offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry. Sausages are made fresh and in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Check them out at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis.
4: That good old whiskey's falling from north to south. Be sure your head's thrown well back. Open your mouth.
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style, a one-hour conversation about interior design, aesthetics, and related subjects. We're talking with Kim Tucker about interior design, but before I do, I'd like to take a moment to invite our listeners to visit the Habitation Showroom at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard. Uh, This week, if you mention that you're a Drink in the Style listener... You can get an extra twenty percent off all custom order items from one of our favorite partners, Phillips Collection. Phillips Collection. Oh, I just had a quick cocktail. That was just delightful. Thank you. <laughs> Phillips Collection is uh, organic contemporary design that features some really cool stuff. Kim, are you familiar with Phillips Collection?
3: I am. I I go to them once in a while when I have a little bit more modern project, a little bit um, contemporary. They want something kind of fun, unique, funky.
1: That's actually, yeah, that's right? a really good description. I mean, organic contemporary. So they do things like, you know, we've got the the life sized gold plated uh, or, or gold leafed uh, rhino head uh, on the wall, which everybody absolutely I've loves. Seen that
3: at your store? That's amazing.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. We've put that on the that's been on the uh, the wall for well about a year and a half. We've sold several uh, of them as we go through, and every time we do sell one, we donate fifteen hundred or one hundred and fifty dollars to the uh, Rhino Preservation Fund. Nice, isn't that awesome? Yeah, I love that. So people come in, and I say, "If you don't buy this giant life-size rhino head off my wall, it's like strangling a baby rhino." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I tell you, people do know about this rhino when I'm explaining to them uh, about this show and what we're doing, and. And who our partner is and, and who you are. They're like, is that the place with that, that big rhino? I'm like, absolutely. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's totally awesome. We actually we we I, I
1: have to admit, I, I don't have one on the wall right now because we had a commercial project that desperately wanted the rhino and they didn't have time to wait the you know six to eight weeks before we could get that one in. So uh, so we, we we did let them take the actual demo rhino. No. I missed the rhino.
3: How many rhinos are left in the world?
1: Uh, Not enough, not enough, I guess. Although, quite honestly, all right, so I have a friend. All right, and we're going to riff a little bit here. I got a friend uh, who um, actually moved to Africa uh, to protect the rhinos, and he lives in the bush... For uh, three weeks at a time, he has to go out deep into into the jungle to protect the rhinos. His name is Matt Bracken, good guy. And, uh, and, and he chases off, you know, poachers and, and what have you. And I'm torn halfway between saying that is like one of the most noble things I've ever heard. And, dude, we can honestly clone more rhinos if we need to clone more rhinos these days. There's <laughs> oh, only one of you. <laughs> Did I just lose, like, 30 listeners?
2: <laughs> you might have. You might have. But I think what you're trying to say is, dude, you're going to get yourself killed. That is exactly what I'm going to say, yeah. or what I'm trying to
1: say. But, uh, I don't know. Didn't, like, the last white rhino did, uh, just I think, die? I and, think the I last male
3: about white that.
2: rhino did, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's sad. It is terrible. We also, we did feature the uh, gold-leafed rhino in an advertisement once, and I got a really angry email from someone who said, don't you understand how uh, you know rare these creatures are and how could you possibly do this? And I, I honestly don't know if this person thought there were like gold-leafed rhinos running through uh, through the jungles of Africa
2: or wherever. <laughs> you didn't dip an actual rhino in gold? No, we did not. So we sent back no an email. No rhinos
3: were hurt. No,
1: no, no rhinos were hurt in the creation of this store display. But we did send back an email and we're like, we totally understand. We agree completely. And we actually donate to the Rhino Fund when these are sold. And it's right. you know, just an appreciation of how beautiful these creatures you know, necessarily are. Yeah. And the guy actually, to his credit, unlike so many people these days, was able to come back and, and apologize. And he said, yeah, I, I, I didn't nice. realize I misunderstood what you were sure. trying to do here. I'm like, God, there's hope.
3: That's wonderful.
1: Right. That's All right. A well, a good
3: story, Greg. Isn't
1: that a warm <laughs> story? <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. As warm as I get, it really is. It's, it's great. Anyway, twenty percent off Philips collection this uh, this week if you mention that you're a drink in the style uh, listener. That includes the uh, amazingly cool chairs they make out of seatbelt fabric uh, that's run through and and their compcha wood uh, consoles. Another thing, again, since we're on an environmental thing. They do these amazing compcha wood consoles. They're gorgeous. Everyone is absolutely yes. unique. The, did you know, Kim, that the owners of the company, uh, Mark Phillips, and, uh, and his wife and his son, Jason Phillips, actually walk the rainforest in Indonesia. They pick specific fallen trees, and they have those trees pulled out and turned into wood. Or, I did or, not, not know sure.
3: that. I've seen the consoles and the <laughs> tables that you're talking about. They look like a very gnarled, funky uh tree trunk
1: right yes yes exactly that's
3: amazing i didn't know
1: that i know i mean they're they're absolutely gorgeous and everything is like environmentally harvested oh it's uh it's wonderful it's a cool line so yeah. please do stop in habitation furnishing and design and check that out now let's talk a little bit about uh interior design as i mentioned our guest this evening is uh is the uh, principal in tucker thomas interior design now you are based in deep haven uh minnesota and you've done a, a good deal of work throughout the entire metro area, some outside mm-hmm. of Minneapolis as, as well. Um, you have an impressive history of collaborating on remodeling projects. I mean, you do work oh. with a lot of builders. You work with a lot of developers and designers, mm-hmm. or not designers, but developers.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell me a little bit about how that project flow tends to work. And, and if someone is trying to do an entire remodeling project, how do you guys necessarily work into that?
3: Right. Um, Well, it can work a number of ways, but sometimes they have already selected their builder or remodeler, and then they need an interior designer to go hand-in-hand for that project. Or they are already working with me, and they want me to help them select the builder or the contractor for that project. So um,
1: So they can come to you either... Because of, of, you know, uh, knowing your, your style and, and, and you can lead them to a builder and you can help them kind of bring all that together?
3: Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Or they are already working with one and then they need... I always say that the client gets the best result um, when all of the professionals are on their team at the beginning of the project. And that is the builder, or the contractor, the architect, and the interior designer. And then they're going to really have this whole team of people that each has their own specialty mm-hmm. and area of expertise. But all collaborated
1: from the beginning. Correct. Exactly. Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Because I, I would suspect a lot of people take it step by step and bring people in as they think they need it. But if you bring it in, bring everyone together at the start.
3: The sooner the better.
1: Oh, right. that makes all the sense in the yeah. world. All right. So another question. So. Mm-hmm. I, you know a lot of the work that you've done is is somewhat transitional i mean that's uh, transitional i hate the term transitional it sounds it's like hard it's hard to temporary. define right well it it sounds like it's temporary when right. in fact it's simply meaning that it's it's i mean how would you describe it it just mainstream with
3: i mean i think it's a a mix of um traditional and a little more contemporary you know contemporary meaning not modern but sort of what's popular today Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of that in-between style that's very popular in minnesota in the midwest and Mm -hmm. um you know we've done a lot of that and that's people love that and they respond to that and that's a lot of our projects that get photographed we've also done a lot of more traditional homes you know maybe lake of the isles where it's a historic home and we've done some really modern homes as well so it's really about helping the client to find their style and um, help bring that out.
1: How do most clients come to you and express their style? Is it, do, do people generally come with, with uh, images? I mean, should, mm-hmm. should they be cutting out pictures from magazines and saying, I like this, I like that? How do you get to the root of what they want?
3: I love that. I mean, that's what we all used to do, right? Was <laughs> cut out pictures from magazines. Now most people do that on Houzz, h-o-u-z-z dot com. Houzz. Houzz.
1: I never know. Exactly I like house.
3: Um, And in there, they can create idea books, and they can, on each picture that they add to their idea book, they can have different files for kitchen and family room, great room, you know, dining room, whatever it is. And they can comment on each picture and tell me what they like about that photo, what they didn't like. You know, maybe they're looking at the sofa and they love the lines of it versus... Um, I really hate the uh, rug in this picture, you know, whether they like it or hate it. And then they can share it with me, and I can see. And it'll just help me to zone in on their uh, style and their taste and um, really help to sort of hone in on their taste, I guess.
1: And it works both ways, too, right? Because you have a house... uh House. house.
3: House.
1: Should should we do that? Jordan, give us a house. House. Brett. House. <laughs> so you do have a video.
3: I think that. people just say house.com, but mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So but it works both ways. So you have a house account as well. A
3: professional, yes, where people can come on there and see um my projects that I've worked on. They can rate me. You know, my past clients have rated me on there and um it's really a great tool for collaborating, and that's how it started years ago. Was, um, I've heard the the person who started it came in and uh, they were doing a remodel, and they didn't have anywhere to find all these images, and they started this website based on that.
1: Really, that's yes. the that's that was the birth of House. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if someone wants to find you on House, how do they find you? Do they just
3: they would just go onto house dot com and search Tucker Thomas interior design,
1: and that would bring mm-hmm. up a list of your projects. Uh, I mm-hmm. suppose. To. Is it different from what they would find on your website, which is also TuckerThomas dot
3: com? dot
1: com. dot com. Yep. So it's it's again the, more of the specific projects, more of a live uh, 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 collection of of things that you're working Correct. on. Correct. Well, I mean, right?
3: there's so many photos on there now, but th- it's just great to collaborate and share. Whatever they're looking for.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the ASID house that you did back in 2017.
3: Right. Which was last, was that last year? Year's? Yep.
1: So for last for fall, listeners, I guess
3: was when it opened.
1: ASID, uh, American Society of Interior Designers, mm-hmm. and they do a uh, single home where they bring in some of the top designers in the in the the Minneapolis area and the, the area. Um, what what was your role within that?
3: So the ASID Showcase House is a really great um, event, I I think, for our community, for our design community, in that it's, in this case, it was about 20 interior designers who all collaborated on this project, and each designer or design team has a different room that they worked on with the homeowner. So in this case, there was a homeowner. They were building a new house. The builder was... um, John Kramer and Sons. Okay. They're phenomenal. And yes. uh, Sherritt Design was the architect. And so I worked on the um, Junior Master
1: Suite. The Junior Master junior,
3: Suite. Don't you have a Junior Master?
1: Greg? I do not have a Junior Master
3: Suite. You don't? Suite. No. Gosh, I thought everyone Although now did.
1: now I feel horribly inadequate. Do
3: you? Yeah, <laughs> me too. So the Junior Master, it was on the main level. And, and this family, um, he was from the east coast and she was from the west coast and they wanted a place for family to come together so they bought this and built this house in on lake minnetonka
0: fantastic
1: all right well you're listening to drink in the style right here on the progressive voice of uh, minneapolis (laughs) thank you for listening we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with segment four we're going to be talking a little more with kim tucker we'll join you soon Hey,
0: baby
1: Fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com.
0: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
2: Is it time to downsize but don't know where to start? Give the House Geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We're experienced in making this process as easy as possible. Whether it is help with pricing your home, assistance in finding movers, or any of the other professionals you might need to get your home sold,
4: we're here for you. Take the worry away by giving us a call today at 612-207-5388. That's
2: 612-207-5388 or online anytime at housegeeks.com.
1: For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Earth Grow by Scott's Colored Mulch from the Home Depot. Now four bags for just 10 bucks. It protects your plants by retaining moisture and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden. Not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Earth Grow by Scott's Colored Mulch. Four bags, 10 bucks. Now at the Home Depot.
2: More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer, color selection varies by store.
4: The first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check?
2: I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
0: As with their Eat Street sister on Nicollet Avenue, the Bad Waitress at 700 Central and Northeast is committed to working with local purveyors and serving organic food whenever possible. But the Northeast location is a bit more grown up. This finer diner has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu, including the chicken and waffle with roasted half chicken, bourbon pickled jalapeno corn waffle, and a roasted poblano gravy. Check out the Northeast menu at thebadwaitress.com.
4: I kissed her and she kissed me Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head?
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We've reached the final segment in our show, and if you've enjoyed the program, I encourage you to visit us online at drinkinthestyle.com, where you can download or subscribe to our podcast, as well as find the recipe for the perennial punch. You can also enjoy the perennial punch at Mill Valley Kitchen on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, correct? Correct.
2: That is absolutely correct, and it is on our cocktail list, brand-new spring cocktail list, also available in a non-alcoholic version. Sorry, keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's worth noting. Um, uh, Yes, uh, please check us out. Enjoy one for happy hour, 3 to 6 and 9 to close, Monday through Friday. It, is a, uh, it, it really is, is
1: a good drink, and uh, I'm sure you mix it up beautifully, but if you'd like to try it at home, again, drink in the style. We'll give you the recipe. We'll show you a picture of, uh, of what the cocktail should look like at the end, and uh, you can enjoy a home version of our game, really, to a certain extent. And, Kim, again, the, uh, your website is?
3: Um, TuckerThomasDesign.com.
1: Fantastic. All right. And again, I encourage all of our listeners to go and check it out because you've got some fabulous projects featured on there. And
3: Thank you, Greg. I
1: mean, really, you you, you have a wonderful, wonderful sense. So here in segment four, mm-hmm. I'd like to give a little update on habitation in general and then open the discussion up uh, to my guests and let them turn the tables a little bit and ask whatever might be uh, of interest, uh, whether it's related to business or just about anything else that the FCC will let uh, slide under the radar. <laughs> So, the Habitation blog that we started last week and I'm really excited about is not going to be terribly deep. Uh, once again, Habitation Furnishing and Design's new location on West Lake Street it remains under construction. 5,200 square feet, which doesn't seem like a lot. Wow, it, it sounds
3: recently. huge, really.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's bigger than most design studios, mm-hmm. but, it's not, uh, but it's not the size of the original Habitation on Excelsior Boulevard, which is just under 8,000 square feet. Uh, nevertheless, it is it is going to be a fabulous project. What was absolutely amazing to us is during the demolition project, or phase of the project, uh, we had anticipated a total of eight mm-hmm. 40-foot containers, uh, uh, dumpsters, to remove the contents as we're gutting the entire property, and that number doubled to 14. Wow. It was crazy. We found out that the uh, the the uh, previous tenants, for whatever reason, had uh, turned it into a series of internal offices. But they kept adding layers of sheetrock and walls. So it it just every time we would tear something down, more and more literal garbage would be discovered. What kind of
2: shady behavior was going on that needed that much soundproofing? One does wonder, doesn't
1: doesn't one? Nevertheless, the uh, project moves along. Uh, By the end of this week, demolition should be complete and we begin the build out. That's when we're going to have some exciting things to talk about. Uh, Currently, we did find a uh, a wall that had been torn out without reinforcement, which terrified all of the construction people who refused to walk underneath it. Uh, Nevertheless, (laughs) that has been resolved with the addition of a temporary header. Anybody in the construction business will appreciate that. Uh, that level of detail. Um, you know, by the way, before we go into any questions, Kim, you've done a lot of projects outstate and remotely mm-hmm. overall as well. Tell me, what has your experience been? How do you find that a project moves along when you're not able to physically join that space?
3: Um, well, this began um, when I was at Martha O'Hara Interiors. Uh, I went out on my own and started my own business about three years ago and when I was at Martha O'Hara, a lot of clients were finding us on House, and loving our work and wanting to hire us and we did projects. Um, I was on one of the teams that traveled a lot and got to work on these out of state projects and so we did projects in California and New Jersey and Wisconsin and Texas what's, and, what's the
1: biggest challenge you have when you're doing something that, that's remote? Is, is it a matter of seeing the space, understanding the space, getting the merchandise there, collaborating with outstate contractors?
3: I mean, yes, yes, and yes, all of those things. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but I think we kind of got it down to a science when we were doing it. We would just talk with them a lot on the phone and do a lot of conference calls to get their initial... Um, sense of design, and they would, like I said, sort of give us their, uh, we'd collaborate on how's for their images and their inspirations, and then um, really to present, though, we would travel there and Mm -hmm. present it all in person.
1: How many times do you think you need to go to the remote location in order to uh, really make the project work?
3: I mean, sometimes it would be the first time you would go there, meet with them, talk about what they want to accomplish, measure... Come back with floor plans, all of that, and then do the design. Sometimes that can be done rem- remotely and then just travel once in order to present it to them. so they can see all the fabrics, touch them, see the floor plans, picture everything in their space. So
1: do you go down for the installation? Uh, that project? would be
3: so it would be two times traveling. one to present and one time to install.
1: Makes sense. And, we did yeah. this great project down in Panama for mm-hmm. a, a, a client of ours, and uh, we sent Panama, down the design. Wow. I know how cool is Fun, that. Yeah. And uh, we had done. He had an apartment here in Minneapolis mm-hmm. uh, at uh, at the lakes uh, off of Lake Calhoun. He loved the project. <laughs> he loved how it came out. So he decided he wanted to bring us down to do his his new home in Panama, and uh, everything went really really well except. He rushed the final installation, and he didn't have the design team town to do the installation. And, you know, everything from understanding how a table necessarily is supposed to be assembled and positioned within a room to everything else made it so much harder. It was it was it's too bad we ultimately made it come through okay, but, uh, but, you know, that install segment is critical.
3: Did you have any challenges with... Panama
1: being sort of like, <laughs> how did you get it there? Right. You know, it's funny in South America, um, and we've actually talked a couple of times about opening a habitation in Central America because really, it it yes, wow. absolutely. In fact, uh, the client Steve Petrovich from uh, AK Oil Drilling, uh, Steve, hi. Um, Had actually suggested that we do open a showroom because what almost everyone does is the same thing. They have to fill up a literal shipping container with furniture out of North America.
3: To make it make sense.
1: Exactly. And if you try to buy locally, he said, for the most part, and this is true, you've only got kind of two options. You've got the really, you know, really low end stuff that is just filling, you know, everyone's, I guess this is a symptom of wealth inequality, Mm -hmm. something Americans will become very familiar with soon um you've got the very very low end uh stuff and then you've got just the high-end traditional spanish looking uh items uh, i like that shaking uh enjoying
3: uh, my cocktail here sorry
1: it, it, no no it's it's a great cocktail jordan but seriously guys go to mill valley this is great um so you've got the high-end, gilded, Spanish-looking stuff that, you know, if you don't want that, you don't have any other options. Right. So container after container is shipped down uh, as the only solution to alternative design options.
3: Mm-hmm. I was recently on vacation in Turks and Caicos, and my one of my girlfriends was joining me, and she's a commercial interior designer, and she kept saying... Kim can help you design your condo, mm-hmm. and she kept trying to. So I kept telling her, Jody. I mean, this just doesn't make sense with it, containers
1: it, and all of that, right? totally true. And, right. and really, I, you know, having been down, we've been to Costa Rica, we've been to you know a bunch of places, and again, it's the same thing. So, yeah, at some point, if if the new build-out doesn't kill me, and uh, depending on what happens next... Perhaps there will be a habitation, furnishing, and design, but we'll spell it in Spanish. And <laughs> I, I don't know what that will necessarily be.
3: Well, Jordan, you. do you know how
1: to say furnishing That's and design awesome. in Spanish? I
3: have no
1: idea. <laughs> Furnishino e design.
2: Habitacion? Si, very good.
1: Oh, it is habitacion, See. Si.
2: Okay.
1: Ah, excellent. Brett is, is approving that. Is that habitacion,
2: time. really? I believe it is. Cause okay. I, We might have to Google Translate that one. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: We may. We may. Okay. What else can I tell you, Kim, about habitation and uh, and what's happening?
3: Well, um, I would love... Okay, here's a problem that I have a lot with clients. We are working on their whole house. We're doing furnishings, and they want to get rid of all of their old things. And I heard that you're starting this awesome service about... Sort of rehabilitating their furniture, if I can call it that. (laughs) I mean, I can offer them Craigslist, but I really don't ever have a good answer where they can get some of the money out of especially if they have a quality piece such as Baker or Century, you know, Lee Industries. Where can they sell this for a good price?
1: Okay, well, thank you. That's a great question, mm-hmm. and that's the problem that we are solving at Designer Rehab. Is the name of the uh, of the of the new uh, organization. Uh, and once again, it's 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 a matter of uh, if you have uh, products, if you have furniture that you would like to trade in, if you'd like to redo your space at Habitation, we can actually go in and we can offer you a Habitation store credit for your existing furniture that you can use at habitation, which what we call a, a MIGA solution, make it go away. I believe that was trademarked by Peter Robson at Meter MIGA Solutions here in Sounds Minneapolis. Sounds like a rap song. I know, doesn't it though? <laughs> uh, so essentially we come in and we can give you a certain amount, uh, generally about 15% of the original market value of an item as store credit. We send trucks out that bring you your new furniture. We take away your old furniture. Make it
3: easy, that's, that's awesome.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's a, it's a it's a program that you can learn more about at habitationdesign.com.
3: I love um, it. I think a lot of designers will use this if they find out about it and then we can come in To your store and use that credit as for accessories or whatever. Exactly. Love it. Thank you.
1: Well, Kim, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Jordan, you've done a fantastic job of creating a wonderful cocktail.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Kim.
3: You too, Jordan. I love it. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. All right. Uh, Once again, thank you for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next Sunday right here on AM nine (laughs)
0: fifty.
4: Hey, brother, pour the wine.